we run a, a cash flow neutral business, right? Okay, so everything we everything we make, we basically put right back in Animoto. So technically, it's like we 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 could probably hit yeah thirty forty percent if we want it, but we're reinvesting everything right now. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jason Shao. He's the co-founder and chief video officer of Animoto, an award-winning online video maker that makes it easy for anyone to create professional marketing videos. Jason, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. So you guys have been around a while, huh? When was launch date? We actually first launched in 2007, which sounds like years, like ancient years ago. That was actually like before, I think it was like before the iPhone, or no, the iPhone just came out, but like MySpace was more popular that like Facebook was still kind of up and coming. Like it was kind of crazy. You're Jason, you're aging yourself. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell us for people that are not familiar with you guys, tell us what the company does. So we are an online video maker. We basically try to make it drag and drop easy for anyone, even if you have no video experience to make professional quality videos to, you know, to market your business. So we're kind of like for those of, you know, people familiar with like Canva or, you know, Squarespace, we're kind of like, Squarespace for video or Canva for video. And is this a tool? I mean, I use this back in the day. I don't think we paid for it. That's why we used it so much. Is it a free tool or what's the revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah. So we have a freemium model, but we have, you know, uh, subscription plans kind of ranging from a hundred dollars a year to $500 a year, but we have, you know, three different plans. Um, but it's free to try. What would you say your sweet spot is? What would you say? So if you take your total customers and total revenue, would you say the average pay is what a hundred bucks a year or it's higher at like 200? Yeah, more like the two two fifty kind of range. So we kind of have our professional plan, the middle plan. Yep. That's now, kind of like can someone popular? Can someone pay monthly, or they have to pay kind of upfront annual? They, and they and they can pay monthly. And what's interesting about video, as opposed to I think a lot of other SaaS businesses, is video is still kind of one of those things. Even though video is everywhere, not everyone is actually convinced that they you know yet that they need to be using video all the time. And so it's it's very much like some people have very specific needs. They need to do one or two things. Some people you know, come back after six months or 12 months or five years or whatever. Um, so it's a little bit all over the place, but I think more and more now we're kind of getting into the wave where people are like, Oh, okay. Video is actually kind of like a form of communication. Now I need to start figuring out how to use this more regularly. And so the onus is on us to figure out how to make it easier and easier and kind of show people what they should be doing. So 2007 was launch date. Uh, walk me through how you got your first 10 customers. Do you remember? Yeah, well, let's see, man. So we, uh, so we had, we were basically a few of us actually 
were still working. We were working in the TV industry here in New York, and we actually kind of started this on the side. And we worked, we gave ourselves a year to see if we could actually prove out this technology. And we thought it was going to take a few months. It took us a year to even see if we could, if we could do this. And it was basically the idea of like rendering video, original video frame for frame in, in the cloud. It's totally nerdy, but we were like, no one's done this before. So we're going to try to do this. And who's and then, we, how many of you are there? Three, four? There are four co-founders, right? But there are basically three of us that were kind of more on the product side. And I'm like the least smart of the other, <laughs> the other two who are kind of like the, 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 the geniuses. Um, and then we got to the point where we're like, okay, well, should we do this? And we're like, like let's give ourselves and see a year and see if we could pull this off. So we raised um, basically kind of like, I guess what we call a family and friends round, but all our kind of friends and family in the Seattle area, we hit them up for checks of like $25,000 and $50,000. And we're like, you probably will not see this money back, but if you love us, give us this money and you know help us uh, chase our dreams. So we gave ourselves a year and that we basically raised enough to kind of like- How, how much did pay- you raise? We raised, uh, it was a few hundred thousand dollars. It was basically just enough for us to pay rent and feed ourselves kind of like minimal food and get by for a year. But Jason, this, like, this hey. isn't like, there. this wasn't a year when money was just flying around though. I mean, you're, we're about to go into one of the biggest recessions in a long, long time. Did you get this money right before or right after 2008? This was before. This was before. Um, Did and you have then, people calling up going, wait, give me my money back? Well, no, we had actually gotten that early round. We had actually, luckily we had already kind of gotten going with the family and friends round. Um, and then, yeah, we were actually about to raise kind of our first serious round, like literally the day, the week of that, where everything kind of like everything crashed and Sequoia posted their rest in peace, you know, memo or whatever it was. And we were like sitting in waiting rooms at Sequoia and other places and then everything fell apart. So we kind of had to kind of uh, step back and, and kind of figure out what so we wanted let me, to do. Jason, let me step back though on this first year. So the first line of code was written in 2007 or 2006? 2006. And then we launched our website in 2007. So how much total, how much cash did you guys sink into the MVP? So the, between your first line of code and your first dollar of revenue, do you remember? Uh, well, if you're, if you count kind of like the salaries and everything that we kind of give, it was probably like, we probably put in a few hundred thousand dollars, two, three hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in total of okay. kind of our collective efforts and opportunity costs and like that. And so tell me the story of, tell me the story of that first customer, that first money coming in, it must have felt great. Well, we got, we got kind of lucky somehow uh, when we launched, honestly, we're just, we're total product and technology nerds. We actually didn't really know who was going to use Animoto. The one thing we did right, well, we did a couple of things, right? But one thing we did right, because we actually remembered from the first dot-com bubble, uh, burst and bubble and burst in the, in the late nineties. Now I'm really aging myself that, you know, the big lesson learned there was you, you don't just create eyeballs and then tack on your business model that you have to like figure out how to actually make money. So we're like, okay, well, we're, we're actually going to against the advice of so many people, because they're like, guys, no one pays for anything on the internet. Look at Google, look at Yahoo, look at you know, Netscape. And like, you, you have to figure out how to do this for free. And we're like, no, we think that if it, we can do something well enough, people will pay for it. And so we kind of stuck to our guns. And it was like, in the early days, it was like three bucks a video and or 30 bucks for, you know, 30 bucks a year for all you can make. And we just kind of made that up because no one else was really um, charging for stuff. And then uh, we launched. We didn't really know who was going to use it. Um, and then we got lucky. Like, I think in that first day or two, Michael Arrington, uh, who used to be the head of um, TechCrunch, uh, TechCrunch, um, you know, with a big following, he caught wind of us and wrote this really nice thing. Like, here's these guys who are doing one specific thing really, really well. And he just kind of became a fan and, 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 you know, followed us for a few years. And so that 
exposure in the early days really kind of like set us in, in motion and gave us a, a lot of so great exposure. So 2007 to 2008, that first 12 months you were in business, about how many customers did you sign up? Do you remember? Uh, well, because we were also focused not just on businesses, but basically kind of like anyone who wanted to create video. I mean, we had thousands right away, especially if you, you know, since we were charging per video, you know, $3 a video. I mean, we had like, you know, tens of thousands of customers in those early days. Um, so it felt, it, it felt like we were <laughs> successful in those early days. We we're like, wow, everyone, everyone's using Animoto. And then, you know, fast forward several years, we're like that, I, th- this is actually not real success because we have no idea where we're, where we're at, what we're actually doing and who we're focused on. Yep. And by the way, that, that Michael Arrington article posted at 8, 10 AM on August 26, 2008 to sub title was happy birthday Animoto. You guys make me happy. I mean, it doesn't get him, you don't get a much stronger endorsement than that. Yeah, for someone who's, you know, kind of uh, He's notorious a tough... for being pretty cynical. <laughs> yeah. But I think he liked that we were, you know, doing some one thing very specific and trying to do it really well. And he liked that focus. And no, so, it's good. So your first thousand customers come from this kind of early traction. Fast forward today, how many customers are you serving today? Well, over, yeah, like I said, over the, over the years, we've, we've probably had, you know, over, over a million. We have... But how many active uh, paying today? We have though? active, we've had like 130 active paying subscribers and a lot of them kind of coming back. Um, so, but active, I'd say right now, like, you know, over a hundred thousand. Okay. About a hundred, I call it 130,000. And, um, so you mentioned you've had like way more than that over your lifespan. So you're talking really to churn here, right? Which is when people use you once, how do you make them really, really sticky? Um, at this yeah. price point, right? Churn is obviously an issue, uh, or maybe not. How have you addressed churn? Well, what we've realized because of our type of business, we have to kind of approach it in a very kind of multi-layer type way, right? So, um, you know, we know that, I don't know, about like about 20% of folks who come in will actually just stick around, you know, with us forever. Um, and the rest, like I said, it's just very, it just depends on where they are in other business. We have a lot of small businesses. Some of them are just getting started. So the idea of like jumping right into social media and posting all the time, it's just, they're not ready for that. They're like, you know, I need a video for my homepage or for, uh, you know, a cover, a cover video for my Facebook page or something. They're just trying to get like the basics in place. But if we feel like that we can serve that need really well, that in six or 12 months time when they are ready to do some more, like start doing ads on Facebook or, you know, start promoting some of their regular product line or something like that, that, that we can kind of be there when they're ready at that next stage of the company. So we have, so we've kind of learned that we just need to kind of, you know, kind of almost like sub segment our, our, our businesses and really kind of understand where they are in, in their in their business maturity and their social maturity and their video maturity and kind of catered each one of those. So I know that's kind of like a non-answer, but well, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of specifics and, and the insight's good, but uh, for the sake of time, I mean, if you look at the past, call it 12 months, the past year, what would you say gross revenue churn is at? Is like 20, 30% or higher, would you say? Yeah, probably about 25%. Okay. I mean, and are you guys are happy with that? I mean, that's not horrible for this price point. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard. You know, you look at other companies and I think it's we just have to understand the type of product we are, which is video. And it's just different from like email or some other things. And so in some ways, we're kind of figuring things out as, as we go. Do but, you have you know, meaningful think, expansion revenue or, or like an upsell team or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have kind of teams dedicated to, you know, like how do we... Uh, you know, upsell or, or win backs and all those. So do you cover that gap? So for example, the customers you signed up exactly one year ago, let's say 25% of their revenue will churn, but the other customers that stay, will you upsell them by more than 25%? So your net revenue retention is above a hundred percent. Um, I'd say it's close, but I think (laughs) where we do, where we do better is where we're, we're kind of strong in our top of the funnel. So our, our growth kind of comes more from top of funnel and finding new, new customers. I think we could actually honestly do better and 
kind of like the win back or retention side of things. So interesting. Um, okay, yeah. so probably no no meaningful expansion revenue from from upselling. You don't think? Um, I think part of it will just come from the macro trend of people actually realizing that they need to do video more, and that's becoming kind of more cost effective than some some other traditional marketing channels. So okay, fair enough. So let's talk about top of funnel, right? So so today, name a growth channel working really well for you that most people might not expect. Well, I know this, this price, it, it actually is word of mouth and we've tried, you know, Jason, that is the most boring answer you could possibly give. Give me, I, I know. give me, get, okay. If you're going to give that answer, give something to my audience where they can really understand how they could replicate how you've done word of mouth. Try and make it specific for us. Well, I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually say our sec, our second biggest, because okay. I think, uh, <laughs> so word of mouth and it's because, you know, we're a video company. So we happen to be the type of product that people share and talk about and it's visual and it's yep. exciting. And so people talk, but the one that we can actually control better, right? It, it is, you know, basically d- direct paid, uh, marketing primarily on, you know, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on social, um, and using video. So the nice thing is we're actually, you know, eating our own shit. Dog we're, food. We're, yeah. yeah, we're eating our own dog food. We're growing. You don't want to call that, it shit, Jason. You want to call it, you know, something much beautiful, dog food, right? All right. Is dog, is dog food. How, how, what scale are you? I mean, are we talking like a million dollars in ad spend a month across these channels or what general scale are you at, would you say? Oh yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, it's probably around, it's probably up there around there. And we're trying all sorts of different channels, but I think the big picture, so I guess for just folks listening, I think the biggest mental shift that I think that we've had and that we've been trying to tell people is that uh, that I think that the the impact that social media has had I, I don't think, feel like people have, have maybe especially small businesses have, have really grappled have, have really kind of embraced it's it's really changed everything in the sense that like I think traditional marketing which is how most people do marketing still today it's like the holy grail is getting people to your website right so whatever you can do to lure people you know to your to your website. Um, and that's kind of how marketing is done. But I think what's happening now is you don't actually have to sit around and wait people for, for people to get to your website. You can actually take your message or your content or your information to where the conversation is already happening. And that's on social media. So what and, are the economics though on that look like for you? So let's, let's use your average price point. Let's call it 250 bucks a year. What will you pay? Like what's your fully weighted CAC would you say to get a $250 a year account, new account? Well, we have a lot of different segments of users, so it kind of depends. But we'll on just average, use two fifty, yeah, like a two fifty. Yeah, so on, so on average, we'll say you know we should be willing to pay up to two fifty to acquire yeah. you know a new customer. Is that but about it, where you're at though, or are you better or worse? Um, no, we we run things pretty tight around that. So you twelve know, we month give payback us, period, no matter the cohort. Yeah, we kind of use a twenty four month payback period, so we kind of extend it you know slightly, but we're I'd say we're relatively conservative because we kind of found that. It works, and so well, Jason. Um, so, how, we, sorry, I don't mind. I don't mean cutting you off, but I want to get a bunch of stuff in before we end. How do you yeah. how do you afford a twenty four month payback period? That means the more customers you add today, the bigger your cash gap is. But you know they'll pay off in the future. But twenty four months is a long time to wait to get paid back. How can you afford the cash gap? Yeah. Well, it it took growing into right. So we started with twelve months, and then as we felt comfortable that we were reliably, you know, getting that cash back. We could extend to you know a year and a half or or two. So now we feel like that we're confident enough in this channel, and we have enough cash in the bank that you know for any rate that we can extend you know to twenty four months. Um, and it and it's a it's a dominant channel, but it's not like uh, it's it's not our only channel, right? If it was our only channel, you know, 
we might be a little bit more kind of risk adverse. But if we go macro, kind of if we go macro, I know that's just one channel. But if we go macro in the entire company, what would you say like top of funnel total hits to the website is on a monthly basis? Uh, total hits probably in the in the gosh, I should know this right um, in <laughs> in in the millions. I okay. don't know what it is. Four and how, five hits. how many new customers will you will you convert in, or trials will you get from that users? Uh, well, we'll get about of business customers, we get probably average about 150,000 a month. Okay. New trials. So they're trying for free. And then how many of those convert actually to paid, would you say on average? Uh, we have about like a 7% conversion rate. Oh, okay. That's not bad. So that would be about, uh, 11%. So call it 11,000 convert to paid. Yep. yep. And those are specific business customers. And we have a bunch of non-business customers that we you know try to figure out what to do with also, but but where we're kind of betting is on the business customer side. Yeah, I mean, that's healthy, right? If you get 11,000 new customers at an average price point of 250 a year, you're basically adding almost 3 million bucks in new ARR every month. That's that's a good growth rate. They get that right? We like yep, we like it. Yeah, that's good. But, you know, we, we are, but we have challenges on the churn side and retention side. And, you know, we got to get people using video more regularly. So that's, yeah. I think, what's, what's your total? Purpose. What's your team size today, Jason? How many folks? We're about 100 folks, mostly in New York. We have a handful of folks in San Francisco and then some other folks all over the world. Uh, how many engineers? We're pretty heavy on the engineering side. We're over probably over half, probably two thirds of our company is kind of on the product development side, which is mostly engineers. So we're definitely heavy on the development side. And do you have any quota carrying sales reps at this price point or is it too cheap for that? Too cheap, too cheap for that. We've, ex- we've kind of uh, entertained the idea, but I think it's uh, we need to rely more on kind of cheaper channels. Yeah. Now you mentioned covering a 48 month or 24 month kind of cash gap. Have you raised like gobs and gobs of money? How much have you raised to date? We've done officially, we've done three rounds. So that initial family and friends round, then we did a a kind of a series B with a a VC Madrona and a few other folks tacked on, including Amazon. And then, um, we did a series C with a private equity group spectrum. Um, so we've raised, uh, you know, just over like 20 million or something like that. Okay. Well, the Spectrum one was 25 and the Madrona one was 4.4, right? So, so about yep. 30 million total. Yep. About 30 million. Ah, you, you've done your research. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. But I'm going to let you say it. I want to steal, I don't want to steal your thunder. So, so now maybe the reason you said it was 20 million, not 30 is because 10, 10 of that was maybe secondary. Spectrum does that a lot. Did, it, did some of this go to secondary? Yeah, some of this. Yeah, some of this went to secondary. There yeah, we so go. That's why, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. A lot of founders think the only way to get liquidity and early employees is to sell the company. But no, you can negotiate a nice kind of secondary as well. Yep. Yep. That's kind of a newer thing I, I found out, but, um, yeah, but it's nice because we want to swing for the fences, but at the same time, you know, we want to take care of things at home. So, yeah. So just to be clear, the 25 million from spectrum, some portion of that, maybe call it five, 10 million did go to early shareholders, early employees and founders. Yes. Yes. So that's why I kind of say what we technically raise. Yeah. is probably in the, in the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Total. That's fair. Now that last run of spectrum was back in 2011. A lot of people would say, wow, you haven't raised in seven years. And once you're on the venture track, if you're not raising every other year, something's wrong. How'd you respond? Uh, well, we've been pretty lucky, like pretty much from day one, we have run basically a cash flow, you know, call it neutral business. So we were always, we've always been making money. Um, and so really our, our periods of raising money is just to kind of try to take advantage of some spurts of growth. Right. But we've always run a cash flow positive. So actually we're in a great, you know, spot. Jason, can I ask how significant that is? Are we talking like 30% EBITDA margin every, every year or 50 or 10 or. Well, we, well, we run, I guess, basically we run a a cash flow neutral business, right? So everything we, everything we make, we basically put right back in Animoto. So technically it's like, 
we, we, we could probably hit, yeah, 30, 40% if we want it, but we're reinvesting everything right now. Yeah. Now, can I do this math? Tell me if this is accurate. You said earlier about 130,000 paying customers, 250 bucks a year. If I just, I can just multiply those together to get about 2.6 a month or about, you guys have crossed a 30 million run rate at this point. Is it accurate? Yeah, yeah we're in the ballpark. In okay. The ballpark, yeah. And if, if you're in that ballpark now, call it 2.6 million a month today, where were we at exactly a year ago? Do you remember? Just shy of that. <laughs> <laughs> so even about flat, even about flat year over year? Uh, yeah, I think, well, no, 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 we've, 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 we've been, we've been growing. I don't know exactly what we were last year, but we've been, what, do you know what you grew at year over year? Was it like 40%, 100%, 10%? No, we're, we're kind of in the double digits right now. We're kind of like in the double digits right now. Okay. So somewhere between 10, that's a big range between 10 and a hundred percent. That's double digits, right? 10 and 99. 10 and 99. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're probably like in the 20% growth rate. Right okay. Now. Yeah. You say that almost in a shy fashion, but you should be proud of that, right? Considering you, you, what you've raised relative to your ARR. Why are you shy about that? Well, I don't know. I think maybe that's good for the stage that we're at. I feel like we're always being compared to, or I always compare myself to everyone else. And I'm like, oh, we should, we, I always feel like we should be going much faster. But maybe No, but you know. have incredible leverage, right? When you compare the amount you've raised relative to your ARR, right? So you really only put 20 million on the balance sheet, 10 of the 30 was secondary, right? Your ARR is more than what you've raised. That's a beautiful place to be in and your cash flow positive. That's a great story you should celebrate. Yeah, I know, I know. And so, but sometimes we're like, are we being too conservative? Should we be, you know, like swinging even harder? So I think it, it's, we're always kind of like wanting, wanting more. So yeah, I guess we, we do have a lot to be proud of, but uh, I think, we, I, I think we can do more. It's one of the reasons, enough. it's one of the reasons I wanted you guys on is because you've had history, you have scale, you haven't raised a ton. So no, I'm, I'm, this is exciting. Now, when do you, I mean, what is the next big metric? Do you guys think you'll break 30 million in AR by the end of this year? Or what's the next big target? Uh, yeah, I, I think it is. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, we would like to kind of keep, I think a big push for us is, is just focusing a lot more on mobile and, and international. And I think those will unlock a lot more opportunity, but, um, yeah, certainly all those milestones, 40, yeah. 50, hundred. Is there um, any, so. is there any, I mean, well, actually when, I mean, is 50 a stretch goal for next year or do you think you need like 2021 to get past that? How, how realistic is that? Um, probably a couple of years, maybe a yeah. year and a half. Yeah. 17 months, 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> now are you in, are you in talks right now? You've driven a nice scale since 2011. Are you in talks right now to do any, like, you know, call it a hundred million dollar secondary or any big secondary raise? No, we're always thinking about it. Cause we're always like, well, what would we actually do with that money? And, 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 and in some ways, right. It's, it's, uh, raising money comes with a cost, right? It's, it's, it's giving up some portion of the company and changing up the board dynamic. And we actually really love our board dynamic right now. We have fantastic partners from Madrona and, and Spectrum. So right what is now, it a five, no, five always, person, five person board. It's a, yeah, it's a six person board. We can have two independents, two from the financial. Jason, six person that. board. You're never supposed to have even board members. You're going to end in a three, 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 three tie. That never happens. Uh, so far, knock on wood, it, it, it <laughs> hasn't because, uh, we seem to be pretty aligned on things. That's so good. But we're always, but we're always entertaining those conversations. And so, uh, kind of have our, our fingers in many different kind of uh, chats. Well, Jason, so another hypothetical. Canva's obviously has a lot of cash to work with considering the valuation what they've raised. If they're looking to drive nice growth, they could come after a firm like you. Let's say they offer 10X your MR, 10X your AR, let's say 300 million bucks. Do you guys take a $300 million deal? Sure, we'd always, we're, always, uh, we're always open to conversations. Um, but I think for us, it's whatever we can do kind of fuel our vision. Like we genuinely... We genuinely love video and, and see how exciting it is to you know empower businesses. So whatever whatever partnerships or opportunities we can take to kind of help fuel what we're doing, we're open to discussing. But are you in any acquisition talks right now or no? Um, I'll just say we we've always been in various chats with things. Folks, that's a that is a yes. The body <laughs> language is saying yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
you know, I, I, I personally, I know that things change, you know, on the flip side of those type of things. And I, I kind of love what we're doing right now. And so in many ways, I just want to keep doing what we're doing. On that note, Jason, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, I love uh, Radical Candor. That's probably my, my newest favorite. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I love Brian Halligan from HubSpot. He's just a super inspiring guy. Number three, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I would like to get eight. I'd probably get six. Okay. And what's, I have bad <laughs> no, no, you don't. What's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, and I have two twin girls who are seven, which is why I don't get sleep. Oh, wow. Okay, so married, two kiddos. And I meant to ask you, what's your favorite online tool for building your company besides your own? Oh, man. I, um, I was probably the last person to use it in our company, but I actually have grown to really love Slack. Okay, good. And how old are you? I am 43, I think, plus or minus. That's good. You, you can't remember. That's a good thing, right? All right, last question. Take us home. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Wow. I wish, um, I think, uh, uh, the, the biggest kind of bullshit kind of strategy advice we've been given and what a lot of people tout is just try a lot of things and see what sticks. Um, and I just realized, man, especially for any kind of early stage startup time and resources is limited and you don't have time to just try and time to just try a lot of things. That's what strategy is. So be smarter about making choices and having strong rationale for those choices. Guys, Animoto, they help businesses make videos more effectively and quicker. About 130,000 customers paying, call it $250 per year. So call it flirting with a $30 million run rate right now, up from just 2.1 million a year ago. So about 20% year over year growth as they look to continue to scale. They've done this in a very capital efficient way. 30 million raised to date, about a 10 million of that went to secondary. So 20 million of the balance sheet. They're profitable, which I love. 100 people, 66 engineers, no quota carrying sales reps, obviously at this price point, 25% revenue churn annually, no meaningful expansion yet as they look to figure out that churn issue about 500 bucks to get a new customer for a two-year payback period jason thank you for taking us to the top thank you nathan and congrats on the success of everything